Fiverr is the world's largest marketplace for digital services, offers both buyers and sellers a digitally streamlined transactional platform. If you need to buy something, sell something, or whatever you want to do on Fiverr, just go to bit.ly slash GOP Josh Fiverr today to get your gig or to put your gig on Fiverr and help support the program as well. That is bit.ly slash GOP J-O-S-H Fiverr F-I-V-E-R-R. Freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it on to our children in the bloodstream. The only way they can inherit the freedom we have known is if we fight for it, protect it, defend it, and then hand it to them with the well-taught lessons of how they in their lifetime must do the same. And if you and I don't do this, then you and I may well spend our sunset years telling our children and our children's children what it once was like in America when men were free. Americanism, not globalism, will be our credo as long as we are led by politicians who will not put America first, then we can be assured that other nations will not treat America with respect, the respect that we deserve. You're listening to the voice of the future. Fighting for America every day. This is the conservative crusader. And here's your host, GOP Josh. Hello and welcome. This is the Conservative Crusader. Glad to be with you all today as always here on the Red Future Radio Network. Our website is gopjosh.com, gopjosh.com. Big news out of the Ohio House today. Big, fantastic, constitution-protecting news, frankly speaking, folks. Because today we announce that Senate Joint Resolution 2 has been passed by the Ohio House. And we're doing the applause button for that today, ladies and gentlemen. And the reason why this is such an important issue for the people of Ohio is that there's currently a 50% plus one requirement to amend the Constitution. You need 50% plus one of the people of of Ohio, mostly Columbus, to pass a constitutional amendment. So if you think about this in 2023, when there's going to be 20% max turnout, 20, 10% plus one of Ohio people can amend the constitution. This requires that 60%, so that would be roughly, I believe, 16% of Ohio, to agree to amend the constitution. That's not crazy. That's not a major increase. I'd prefer 66% or 75%. That would be my preferred sort of initiative. But I'm happy with 60% now. And we are going to promote 60% and we are going to get it across the finish line in August. August 8th, 2023. Ohioans need to get out and vote. 
for House Joint or Senate Joint Resolution 2, which will be issue one on your ballot? Vote yes. Vote yes. Vote yes. Vote yes. And that is our Ohio news for today. We may have a state representative calling on the line sometime during the program. So if that's during the program, we'll interrupt what we're doing to speak with him. Um, Very cool. So let's hop right into this here very quickly. Um, Let's start with the president, shall we? The actual P resident, not Donald Trump, but Joe Biden. The rare time he takes a question from a reporter, he doesn't want to answer the question. We have an, about a minute-long clip here from the Daily Caller. Uh, uh, Foundation. Said that he asked you numerous times if there was anywhere in the federal budget for cuts, but he did not get an answer. So is there a got a specific answer. I got a specific answer again today. Which is what? The first, I, you didn't listen either, so why should I even answer the question? I, we cut the deficit by $160 billion, billion, B-I-L-L-I-O-N, dollars on the Medicare deal. We cut the deficit by raising the tax on people making uh, 55 corporations that made $40 billion to 15%, and the list goes on. So, but in terms of what he is proposing, is there any room for negotiation? What's he proposing? Did he tell you? Well, he, you he talked about... No, no, I'm not being facetious. Did he tell you what he's proposing? He, he was talking about the bill. Yeah, but what, what does it propose? Do you know? I'm not being a wise guy. You yes, all you are. are very, very informed people. Do you know what that bill cuts? He, there is a long list of things that it, it cuts. That no, no, it doesn't say. It says, does it say what it's going to cut? Or just say generically it's going to cut? You get the problem. So he doesn't want to answer the question, right? Um, that was regarding the debt ceiling plans. By the way, the only way the debt ceiling is going to get raised, and we're playing another clip there. Thank you very much, uh, Daily Caller. Um, the only way the debt ceiling is going to get raised is if Biden agrees to the Republicans' bill and the Senate agrees to pass Republicans' bill. Okay? The reason why this is so important and the reason why we have to to, to raise the debt ceiling through the Republican bill, Biden won't sit down with the speaker. Biden won't sit down with Kevin McCarthy or uh, Senator McConnell or anyone in Republican leadership. He thinks he can stroke a pin and raise the debt ceiling, which simply does not work. That is simply not the case. He does not have a majority. He does not have any sort of power in the in in this in the house it is a republican majority he has to work with republicans republicans pa- passed the ba- passed what they needed to pass they have done their work and they are doing a good job and i am glad to support their debt ceiling plan but the president will not come to the table and negotiate so it's either pass this plan or go with it they want a clean debt ceiling bill, and what that means is they want to raise the debt ceiling with no cutting the spending, without cutting the spending and stopping the prevention of having to raise the debt ceiling again. There is no way we can go about anything without raising the debt ceiling again. I mean, it's stupid to not go to the table, to not go out there and say, let's propose something. Let's give you, let, let's let's negotiate here. Um, okay, Kevin McCarthy, you want us to cut this? I don't want to, so let's let's cut it half, right? And go to the table and actually work with the people on the other side of the aisle. 
politicians don't do that enough. We are in a split government and the debt ceiling will not get raised and we will default if the Republican plan is not passed. We have no reason to go to the negotiating table. It will look bad on Biden if it doesn't pass. But we're going to go and we've asked to go, Republicans, and Biden will not. He will stand there with a smug look on his face as we default because he does not want to pass a Republican plan because if it's a Republican plan, his big donors in the Democratic Party won't like it. It's all party politics and partisanship to these people, folks. It is all your party versus my party, your beliefs versus my beliefs, with no negotiation and no ability to work together. That's not a good thing. If we default on our debt, it won't be a good look. It'll look bad. We have the responsibility to pay our debt. But stop raising the debt ceiling every year or every two years or however often we have to do it. Do something. Do something to work. Actually work. And do the job you have to do in the U.S. House, in the U.S. Senate, and in the presidency to stop the constant repeating of raising the debt ceiling, doing this, doing that. We have to start somewhere. Start cutting things small by small. Kevin McCarthy isn't asking for major cuts. He's not asking for major fixes. He just wants to do a little bit here and cut a little bit there. A little bit here and a little bit there, as they would say from Newsies. We have to have a plan. The president does not have a plan. The Republicans have a plan. If you couldn't hear by the clip where he doesn't even want to answer questions about the plan. The president, I I heard this on the Mike Gallagher radio show. um, The president has taken more questions from children, from literal young kids who don't know anything they know about politics, like six-year-olds, seven-year-olds, maybe even younger. He smelt them first, too. Um, He took more questions from kids than he has actual reporters. Why do we even bother? I mean, we have a dementia-ridden president that will not work with the opposition party. Fun fact. Republicans have the House. He may have forgot that. But Republicans have some power in this government. And we need to use it to halt the debt ceiling plan until we pass some cuts. You're listening to The Conservative Crusader. Welcome back. We're glad to be with you all today. Here on the Red Future Radio Network, GOPJosh.com is our website. Support the program for as little as $5 a month by going to Patreon, or $3 a month actually. Patreon.com slash GOPJosh, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash GOPJosh, Patreon. Support the program for as little as $5 at our Fiverr link, F-I-V-E-R-R, that is B-I-T dot L-Y slash GOPJosh Fiverr. To get a little gig there as well for your bang for your buck you support the program you get a little bit of something out of it as well a logo a voiceover translation whatever you might need bit.ly slash gop josh f-i-v-e-r-r for that link and support the whole and entire red feature radio network by using code tsms that is the samuel mcguire show tsms at blackoutcoffee.com redfeatureradio.com and gopjosh.com as well and just under a minute very glad to be with you all today all right george santos anthony devolder drag queen congressman from the beautiful state of New York is 
Indicted. He is facing federal charges. <clears throat> because he accidentally frauded out enough money for a good dinner. For like a $600 dinner. Alright? <laughs> um... <clears throat> U.S. Representative George Santos, who faced outrage and mockery over litany of fabrications about his inheritance, education, and professional pedigree, has been charged with federal criminal offenses. Two people familiar with the matter told the Associated Press. Um, and I believe, yes, uh, the, the charges are out. 13 counts, federal indictment, was a reckoning, a reckoning of for a web of fraud and deceit that prosecutors say overlapped with the New York Republicans' uh, fanatical public image in a wealthy business as a wealthy businessman, a fictional bi uh, biography that began to unravel after, after he won the election last fall. Santos was 34. He was released on a $500,000 bond following his arraignment about five hours after turning himself into face charges of wire fraud, money laundering, theft of public funds, and making false statements to Congress. He surrendered, surrendered his passport and could face 20 years in prison. His lawyer, Joseph Murray, was more circumspect, saying anytime the federal government comes after you with a serious case, we have to take this serious. Santos said, this is the beginning of the ability for me to address and defend myself. Uh, he is a cheerfully combative, according to the Associated Press analysis of him. So, uh, yeah, very cool. Um, not really. <laughs> I'm, I don't really know what to say here. I'm usually not speechless, but... George Santos is a congressman who was elected by the people of uh, New York's 8th district, I think, off the top of my head. Um, he is a Republican, so obviously they hate him. He won in a Biden plus 8 district. 3rd um, district, I'm sorry. And he won a Biden plus 8 district by, let's see here. Pulling it up here. Five points. So he flipped it by like 13 points. Which is crazy. So he is a liked candidate. He is someone the left and the right both liked before the election. People are claiming that lies were told or whatever happened. And whatever happened, happened. Right? That was in the past. But he's elected to serve the rest of his term in the future. Okay? And now they're claiming that he had some sort of dinner. Right, he, he, amount that accounts to a dinner, um, like five hundred and eighty nine bucks that he frauded out. That could be a a stroke of a pen error for a congressional campaign. You know, whatever. Let the man serve the constituents. If he wins re-election, he wins re-election. If he loses, he loses. Senator Mitt Romney, a Utah Republican said, I think we're seeing that the wheels of justice grind slow, but they grind fine. Mitt Romney, the Democrat in Republican clothing that is trying to hold on um, for just a little bit longer through the primary in 2024. Whoever runs against him in the primary, by the way, I support them completely and totally. Um, Santos, uh, Biden was asked on Wednesday, said, I'm not commenting adding anything that he said would be constructed to some by some interfering in the investigation. Congre he said Congress should decide whether or not they expel him. I'll, I'll decide for you, Congress. No. He was elected by the people to serve out his entire two-year term. He's got not a, a little over a year left. Let him serve out his term. Let him do what he needs to do for the people of New York's 
3rd District that elected him to serve in the 3rd District. This isn't some sort of major, major crime. But he's a Republican. He's a gay Republican. They're going to put him on trial for anything. And once again, New York will indict a ham sandwich. I think it should be a question for the jury. And the jury should be made up of 53% Santos voters and 46% Robert Zimmerman voters. Okay? And the way New York uh, or New York Times, which is what I pulled up for this election, described George Santos. Robert Zimmerman, a business owner and Democratic activist, faces George Santos, a Republican who attended the January 6th rally. That, that's the two descriptions they gave, by the way. Um, two, the first two gay candidates to uh, compete in one election, by the way. Breaking just now at 6.14 p.m. when we're recording the program, McCarthy says he will not support Representative Santos for re-election, so that's kind of interesting. Um, yeah, I mean, I haven't been able to get him on the program, but he's a, a good friend of the Steak for Breakfast podcast, which I'm a good friend of, so friends by association. Um, and yeah, just George Santos did nothing wrong. I stand with George Santos. I stand with Donald Trump, by the way, and we'll get to that in a couple minutes. Um, but I stand with George Santos. I stand with Donald Trump. I stand with Republicans prosecuted for political purposes. That's all it is, is political purposes. Um, Among the allegations, let's read the allegations here, shall we? Prosecutors say Santos created a company and then induced supporters to donate to it under the false pretense that the money would be used to support his campaign. Instead, he used the money, they say, for personal expenses, including designer clothes and credit card and car payments. Not to kind of change the subject here for a second. Anthony Sabatini from Florida's 9th district, I believe. Uh, last time around, or 7th last time, uh, 13th this time. Will be doing the same thing. He did last time. He paid off his Amex with his, per- with his campaign donations. What's the difference here? Oh, wait. Anthony Sabatini isn't elected because he sucks and he he lost to uh, Corey Mills. But, um, whatever. I, I don't really care. I don't think they should be able to prosecute him, but there's nothing that the average person can do to stop George Santos from being attacked besides donate to George Santos in 2024 and support his campaign and support Republicans doing the right work. He has probably the best voting record in the Congress. At least one of the best. So yeah, I completely and totally support George Santos. And I don't care what the left has to say when it comes to what he did or what he might have done or what it, what, 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 what might have happened. I'm just... You know, let, let's move on really quickly here. Uh, Trump's going to CNN tonight for a town hall and here is Liz Cheney's commercial about... Donald Trump that she's airing on CNN before his town hall. Donald Trump is the only president in American history who has refused to guarantee the peaceful transfer of power. Joe Biden he lost the election and he knew it. To become the president. He betrayed millions of Americans by telling them the election we was stolen. Stop the steal. He ignored the rulings of dozens of courts. Rather than accept his defeat, he mobilized a mob to come to Washington and march on the Capitol. Then he watched on television while the mob attacked law enforcement, invaded the Capitol, and hunted the vice president. 
He refused for three hours to tell the mob to leave. There has never been a greater dereliction of duty by any president. Trump was warned repeatedly that his plans for January 6th were illegal. He didn't care. And today, he celebrates those who attacked our Capitol. Donald Trump has proven he is unfit for office. Donald Trump is a risk America can never take again. The great task is responsible for the content of this advertising. The Great Task. That's such a stupid name. Let's go to their website really quick. TheGreatTask.com. Um, oh, wow. It's the link. It's a photo of Abraham Lincoln. Oh, for goodness sakes. This is a terrible website. Anyways, um, that's what Liz Cheney's up to nowadays. She lost her congressional election by 30 points in the primary to Harriet Hagman. Harriet Hagman's a great congresswoman now. Um, they're in the at-large district of Wyoming. Um, so, yeah, very cool. Um, I don't really care what Liz Cheney has to say. No one cares what Liz Cheney has to say. That's why she's just voiceovering it like a, like a, like a Fiverr artist. You can get it at bit.ly slash G-O-P Josh F-I-V-E-R. Um, people who watch CNN regularly will not care what Liz Cheney has to say. And people that support Donald Trump will not care what Liz Cheney has to say. So who cares? Big waste of money. I'd rather waste it now than later. Back after this on the Red Future Radio Network. You're listening to The Conservative Crusader. Hey everyone, it's Joe Josh. We can only keep The Conservative Crusader podcast or, or program that you're listening to right now on the air with your support. We have recently launched a Patreon program where you can support us here at Red Feature Radio for as little as $3 a month. You can find that at patreon.com slash Josh. You can also support the program at anchor.fm slash the conservative crusader for as much or as little as you'd like to give. This program will remain free and financial support is not required or expected, but anything to keep us on the air helps. Thank you, folks. And now, back to the conservative crusader. Welcome back. This is the Conservative Crusader, GOPJosh.com. On this beautiful, beautiful day here in Ohio, where Senate Joint Resolution 2 has passed the House, I repeat, has passed the House, going for a vote in the beautiful, beautiful August special election. You can get a yard sign, by the way. Links in the top of the show notes below uh, to support the program as well, by the way. Uh, paid for, and I, I like this part of it here. Um, you know how the scientists have like the paid for by disclaimer? Paid for by private citizens, not special interests. You pay for your own yard sign and you get your own yard sign at the top of the show notes below. Uh, down here below the show, you can see the whole link there. Just put it in there so we will not forget. Um, yeah, very cool. Um, welcome back. This is the Conservative Crusader. Yesterday, during a trial in a deep blue New York jury which could not have ever acquitted Donald Trump on any issue ever. They could have said he literally killed someone's dog with no evidence and they would have indicted him for it. Okay? Trump was indicted, or not indicted, that's the wrong word, uh, found liable, liable for sexual assault in the case of E. Jean Carell, or Carol. Um, she was a longtime columnist who 
Couldn't remember the year it happened. Couldn't remember the details of it, but just said it happened. You know, this man kind of looked like Donald Trump, but this happened to this between uh, 1985 and 1995, right? Sometime between there for 30 seconds, this happened. And, and she also said, oh, yeah, and he raped me. And they found no, um, they did not find that unanimous, but they did find the sexual assault and defamation uh, unanimous. Um, in the 1990s, so somewhere between 1990 and, and 2000. Um, and, and tonight, obviously, a day before, by the way, this happened a day before he's supposed to go to his first town hall of the 2024 cycle with CNN, the Communist News Network. Um, e. Jean Carroll is um, now a, a five millionaire, thanks to Trump money that they was given to her by the court and the jury of New York. Um, I just... They will indict Trump on anything. He is their worst nightmare. Trump does not have any sort of crime that he's done. Trump has not done anything wrong. Trump has not done a crime. He has not committed a crime. I don't care if he's found liable. He has not committed a crime. President Trump is... The only choice for 2024. And the more they indict him, the more they find him liable, the more they do for anything, in anything, the more the more times it happens, the more I support Donald Trump, and the more his support in the party goes up, the more his support nationwide goes up. People say this is going to hurt su with suburban women. How are they going to run an advertisement? Think of this, a 30-second ad. Well, you know, Donald Trump was found liable of sexually assaulting this woman he never met, but also he wasn't found guilty of rape. So he's not a rapist, he's just a sexual assaultist. But how can you have either? With no evidence. With no sort of... It's it's his word against your word. It's her word against his word. It's, it's a bunch of he said, she said, with no evidence and no sort of factual story. Trump's never met this woman. I could go out there and say, Joe Biden sniffed me when I was... Six years old. Who's going to stop me from saying that? Who's going to stop me from suing him in a deep red Wyoming court for $5 million plus libel? I, I'm just, it, it gets me fed up. Right, We have one chance to take down Joe Biden in 2024 after he was fraudulently instated in 2020. And the only candidate able to do it is Donald Trump. And people on the right are saying we shouldn't support him because of this. We shouldn't we shouldn't support him because he's going to look bad in front of suburban women. No, he's not. It's the dumbest thing I think I've ever heard in my life when people say that Trump's going to, well, suburban women won't like him. Okay, who cares about suburban women? Win the, win the rural vote. Find a Ron DeSantis that will win Ohio and, and win Pennsylvania and win Wisconsin and win Michigan, and win the rest of the Rust Belt. The Rust Belt won't be won by Ron DeSantis. The Rust Belt will not be won by John McCain, or Mitt Romney, or Liz Cheney, or Adam Kinzinger, or Asa Hutchinson, or Vivek Ramaswamy. he might win, or Nikki Haley. Right? It's only Donald Trump. He's the only one with the power and the influence in the party to actually win in 2024, and they're doing anything they can to take him down. Anything they can. Throwing any punches with no shame, 
and no cowardness. And we're not willing to say, well, you know, the Hunter Biden laptop story really only invited, we're not willing to say that, you know, Hunter Biden, you know, he, he paid to his dad, but it's, but, 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 but it's not his fault, you know? It's just Hunter Biden's fault. We just, no, Joe Biden was directly involved in the Hunter Biden laptop story. Directly involved in the crimes that went down when it comes to Hunter Biden, when it comes to the laptops. They're willing to go out there and make up a case for a lady who's trying to sell a book and saying that the president sexually assaulted her when he's never met her. But Republicans can't even put two and two together that Joe Biden was directly involved in the laptop story. Commentators say it. Our politicians don't. Our judges don't. Our lawyers don't. Why don't we do the same thing they do? The left always wins because we're afraid to use their tactics. We won't use what the left uses against us. I'm tired of losing. But backing someone like Ron DeSantis isn't going to fix that problem. Backing someone like Nikki Haley is not going to fix that problem. We're not going to win with them. We have to win by using their strategies against them. That's why encouraging early voting, encouraging ballot harvesting on the right is so important because if we can get our voters out to vote someday, it's better than not getting them out to vote at all. Ballot chasing, ballot harvesting. Do the same thing the left does because it's legal. We're not going to change all of the laws in order to not have this fraud go on. If we want to win, we have to put up the fight. We have to be able to say, and do this, I'm not saying lie, I'm not saying go out there and slander the president. But I am saying, put your money where your mouth is and go after him on the Hunter Biden laptop story that he was directly involved in. I am so tired of Republicans not standing up and Republicans not doing the same thing the left does without being held accountable for it. When's the last time the left was held accountable for anything? George Santos went out there and had a dinner or or, or the money equivalent to a nice dinner in New York City just for them to, to take him down for nothing. I'm just... I, I get so worked up over this. Because no one in our government, in any level, on local, state, or federal, is willing to call out what the left is doing against our president and against our politicians. No one on the right, in any sort of government level, is willing to say the same things about Joe Biden they say about our president. I am completely and utterly ashamed of our government and our politicians and our judges and our lawyers for not standing up for our rights like they make up for these these women that don't like Trump and these politicians that don't like Trump. It's all not Trump. It's all, I don't like Trump. I don't like Trump. I don't like Trump. So let's make up things and lie and slander him because I don't like Trump. I don't like Trump. I don't like Trump. Disgusting. Um, really quick here. I think we have time. I want to play the whole clip from Tucker Carlson and we might split it across two segments here. If you start hearing music, we'll pause it and pick it up right afterwards after the break Um, for time here. Yeah, we don't have time, but we're going to start it here anyway. Tucker Carlson on Twitter. Hey, it's Tucker Carlson. You often hear people say the news is full of lies, but most of the time that's not exactly right. Much of what you see on television or read the New York Times is in fact true in the literal sense. It could pass one of the media's own fact checks. Lawyers would be willing to sign off on it. In fact, they may have, but that doesn't make it true. It's not true. At the most basic level, the news you consume is a lie, a lie of the stealthiest and most insidious kind. 
Facts have been withheld on purpose, along with proportion and perspective. You are being manipulated. How does that work? Let's see. If I tell you that a man has been unjustly arrested for armed robbery, that is not, strictly speaking, a lie. He may have been framed. At this point, there's been no trial, so no one can really say. But if I don't mention the fact that the same man has been arrested for the same crime six times before, am I really informing you? No, I'm not. I'm misleading you. And that's what the news media are doing in every story that matters every day of the week, every week of the year. What's it like to work in a system like that? After more than 30 years in the middle of it, we could tell you stories. You're listening to The Conservative Crusader. This is The Conservative Crusader. What's it like to work in a system like that? After more than 30 years in the middle of it, we could tell you stories. The best you can hope for in the news business at this point is the freedom to tell the fullest truth that you can. But there are always limits. And you know that if you bump up against those limits often enough, you will be fired for it. That's not a guess. It's guaranteed. Every person who works in English language media understands that. The rule of what you can't say defines everything. It's filthy, really, and it's utterly corrupting. You can't have a free society if people aren't allowed to say what they think is true. Speech is the fundamental prerequisite for democracy. That's why it's enshrined in the first of our constitutional amendments. Amazingly, as of tonight, there aren't many platforms left that allow free speech. The last big one remaining in the world, the only one, is Twitter where we are now. Twitter has long served as the place where our national conversation incubates and develops. Twitter is not a partisan site. Everybody's allowed here, and we think that's a good thing. And yet, for the most part, the news that you see analyzed on Twitter comes from media organizations that are themselves thinly disguised propaganda outlets. You see it on cable news. You talk about it on Twitter. The result may feel like a debate, but actually the gatekeepers are still in charge. We think that's a bad system. We know exactly how it works, and we're sick of it. Starting soon, we'll be bringing a new version of the show we've been doing for the last six and a half years to Twitter. We bring some other things, too, which we'll tell you about. But for now, we're just grateful to be here. Free speech is the main right that you have. Without it, you have no others. See you soon. So it's reported that Tucker Carlson, welcome back, by the way. This is the conservative crusader. Glad to be with you. It's reported that Tucker Carlson actually met with Elon Musk personally to talk about his return to news and return to media through the platform known as Twitter that we're all on. My username there is GOPJosh20. I have about 4,669 followers, 470 today as of now. Thank you all for following. Let's get to 5,000 soon over there. And I think Twitter growth is going to explode after this news from Tucker Carlson that he is going to go back and relaunch his entire show, an entire career, solely on Twitter. Not Rumble, not Truth Social, but Twitter. Um, Very surprised. But let's hop into this as well. He's trying to get it out of his his contract. I think that's why he's been so vague with what he's been saying about what he's going to do. He's locked in a contract until they stop paying him, or until 2025. Uh, Whichever one comes first, I think that's pretty much for competing news organizations. 
which I don't think Tucker Carlson or, or Twitter is. Um, so here's uh, Axios is reporting about this. Um, two weeks after being ousted by Fox News, accused the network Tuesday of fraud and breach of contract. Uh, that was yesterday and made a host of document demands that could proceed legal action. The aggressive letter from his lawyers to Fox positions Carl to argues that non-competitive provision of his contract is no longer valid because he's fired. Um, this Twitter thing would seem to kind of violate that, but apparently it doesn't, according to his lawyers, that Fox breached the contract first. Um, Axios reported Sunday that Carlson, frustrated by being held to his contract, is preparing to unleash allies to pressure the network into letting him work for or start a right-wing rival. If he goes to Twitter exclusively, which, by the way, that video has been up for not 24 hours at the time of this recording, I believe. Let me, let me get the exact number of listens and plays on that video really quickly for you as well, because um, it's massive. Um, views on this tweet is 112 million. It's been out just over 24 hours, about 26 hours. In 26 hours, 112 million views. They want to keep him until January 2025, Fox News does, uh, and keep, keep paying him his, his money, uh, which would prevent him from starting a competing show anywhere. Um, Brian Friedman, his, his lawyer, to Fox officials Viet Din and uh, Ring Borgatti, Fox employees, including Rupert Murdoch himself, broke promises to Carlson intentionally and with reckless disregard for the truth. Um, making material representations or promises to Carlson that were intentionally broken, constituting fraud. Um, the ledger, the letter alleges Fox broke an agreement with Carlson not to leak his private communications to the media and not use Carlson's private message to take any adverse employment action against him. That was in the contract. They obviously did that. They're saying the reason that he was terminated was because of this contract and because of text messages. So if Tucker Carlson goes to Twitter exclusively, Twitter becomes the new town square, and it already is a town square. Um, Twitter becomes the most massive sort of big, bigly platform. It outgrows Red Future Radio. It outgrows OAN and Newsmax and talk radio entirely. It becomes the new media platform. It becomes where Republicans and Democrats together turn to cable news. And turn for for their cable news. They're not going to look for CNN on their TV or Fox Radio on their serious radio device or whatever else. They're going to go directly for Twitter. They already do. I use Twitter when I'm worried about news. If I want live coverage, I'll go to a TV channel. But if I want to look for, for live coverage, I'll, I'll go to a TV. But pretty much everything's available on Twitter. Go to the following tab and it pops right up. The news pops right up. But the first thing I want to see is news from the Gateway Pundit two minutes ago. First thing I see, news I haven't seen before. We'll cover that probably Monday or Wednesday or Friday, whatever today is. If we allow a live aspect of that and create live Twitter news channels, you know, maybe we'll be able to cover it up and maybe we'll, we'll, we'll be able to cover up the mainstream media with other platforms. And Red Feature Radio will be here every step of the way, by the way. So that's it. That's that's pretty much the news for the day. If Tucker Carlson's back, it's big news. It's good news. Good news. Good news. Um. So yeah, we will 
We'll cover it for you, and we'll have the Tucker Carlson show here on this program. If he, if they join back, then we will just welcome. Well, join back, <laughs> and we'll if he's out of the contract, we'll talk about that as well. Offer still on the table, Tucker. If you want to join up and coming network Red Future Radio, the offer is on the table for you. Um, and we are going to be back Friday with a brand new episode here on the Red Future Radio Network of the Conservative Crusader Podcast. Vote yes in August. No in November here in Ohio. And we'll be back Friday. Thank you and stay tuned. You're listening to the Conservative Crusader. 